Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. And welcome to Animal Radio, America's most listened to pet talk. Wow, today we'll prove it. There's so much to listen to today. Dick Van Patten. Such a great guy. Uh, he's uh, he, This is his second appearance on Animal Radio. He's always very fun to have on the radio with us. Also, uh, it was about a year ago that Katrina happened. And it's been that, a year? Yeah, a whole year. We're going to do a little tribute to that and the animals of Katrina. Also, we have so many giveaways today. I have a bunch of these Mexican jumping beans, the best <laughs> starter pet ever. Uh, if you'd like some, one 405 8405 I'd like to kick off today with announcing the launch of our scoop-free Animal Radio Funniest Cat Name Contest. Oh, how fun. I know I've had some funny names on my cats in the past. Like what? Well, one was named Hoover. Hoover, okay. This, which doesn't sound very funny because, you know, most people think of, you know, President Hoover and everything. But it was named after Hoover the vacuum cleaner. Oh. Because when everybody would eat, all the other cats would eat, Hoover would be the first one and the last one. And Hoover would come in and swoop up all the crumbs at the end like a vacuum cleaner. And she was a little large, but Hoover fit her. We want to know your funny cat names. And we'll get you qualified for an automatic litter box from Scoop Free. The Scoop Free automatic litter box is awesome. If you already have one, we'll hook you up with some cartridges for it. You can enter by calling us at 1-866-405-8405. Talk to us on the air with your funniest cat names. Or if you don't want to talk to us on the air, you can actually go to the website, animalradio.com, and click the pink scoop-free box and enter right there. And the information I guess you'll need, obviously, is uh, is your name, uh, where the name came from. Why do you call them that? Uh-huh. We, we realize that uh, calling cats... And them actually coming to you is beneath some cats. Uh, <laughs> but do they cats. come when you, when, you, when you call them by that name? We'd like to know. Uh, fill that out at the website, animalradio.com, and then hit the scoop-free, pink scoop-free link. Winners will be announced October 16th. Receive a free scoop-free automatic litter box or a case of six scoop-free throwaway trays. And, of course, anybody that calls in, uh, we have all kinds of goodies, including our Animal Radio T-shirt. In fact, let's go, let's go to the phones right now. one 405-8405. Hi, who's this? Hello? Hi there. Hi. Who, are, is this, uh, it sounds like you're on the road there. I am on the road with my kitty's first road trip. Your kitty's first road trip? <laughs> As you can hear in the background. Now, how does, how's your kitty, t- well, first of all, what's your kitty's name? My kitty's name is Comir. Comir. Co- <laughs> Comir? Is, is that, that French? As- as in, come here. <laughs> I love it. Where Where are you taking Kamir? Um, Kamir and I are headed to South Dakota. How's Kamir taking it so far? Not so great. <laughs> How long have you been on the road? I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, ma'am. No, that's all right. You know, I gotta say, if I wasn't on the verge of a nervous breakdown myself, I would be in hysterics. <laughs> Well, you gotta laugh. That's the only way you tolerate this. So, you've been on the ra- you've been on the radio for uh, how many hours? Well, I've been on the radio for a couple, for maybe a minute, but yeah, I've been I mean, on the road for about an hour. And I see you're a lot sharper than I am. Oh God, help me! Well, now, so uh, how long is this trip that you're on? I 
have five more hours to go if all goes according to plan. Okay. Well, let's see. Do we have any tips we can offer this young lady? Earplugs. Yeah, earplugs. Uh, make sure to stop often and make sure not to. Make sure you, for all seriously, make sure you have a harness on your cat when you stop at a, at a rest stop or anything. Absolutely. Okay. She got a new harness. She's in one of those wire cages with her kitty bed, and, you know, she already spilled the bowl of water all over my little, cute little sports car. <laughs> well, so, and she got a little rescue remedy this morning in her in her breakfast. Oh, good, good. Is, is that working? No. Oh, okay. Well, well, maybe it is working. We'll have to, you know, we'll have to you send know. you some comfort zone. We use a little bit of that. It's like rescue remedy, but it's it's a pheromone derivative. And anyway, you can also spray it in the car. It sounds like you're breaking up, so we're going to get your information and we're going to send come here some gifts. Okay, and have oh, a good. Oh, thank you. Have a great trip. We're going to get her qualified for the scoop-free automatic litter. This is so cool. It's the first litter box that you can leave alone for up to 30 days. We actually have them in studio. You could win them in the, the summer giveaway. You could win them right here on the Funniest Names Contest. Find out more at scoopfree.com. Also get them at petsmart.com, target.com, amazon.com, and costco.com. Is he online, too? Yes, he is. Hi, Dick. Oh, hello there. No stranger to Animal Radio, Dick Van Patten, joining us for a second time. I had to get you on because you have a new food out. Oh, that's right. I'm so glad you know about it. It's, it's this, uh, the dumplings with gravy, and I have... Southern-style dumplings with gravy and chicken dumplings with peas and carrots. Wow. It's, uh, it's not only tasty, but it's very healthy. Well, now, is the Irish stew still your favorite? Yeah, you. what a good memory you have. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. It's always still my, it's still my favorite. Yeah, I like the Irish stew. Will I be as delighted with this as well, you I... know, they say men love meat and potatoes. Yes. And I guess that's why I'm a man. you meat and potatoes kind of guy. <laughs> right. Well, now, do the guys like the dumplings with the gravy? Yes, but the dogs like it. And uh, some of the men I know like it. Well, it really is for the dogs. Yes. That's right. Although people, as you know, can eat it and they like it. The dogs like it right out of the can, but people, we should heat it up a little. Just I, a little. I wanted to mention, since we last had you on, we had some calls. Some people called and said, how do they get uh, Dick Van Patten as a figurehead for that company? And I said, no, 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 no. He owns it. This is his company. You're right. I opened it up in 1989. So we, I've, been, I've had it for quite a while now. Uh-huh. And for those listeners that uh, didn't didn't hear you the first time, why did you open it up? Why does an actor open up their a pet well, food company? Well, I don't mean to bore people, but I'll tell the story again. It was a coincidence. <clears throat> Back in 1988, I was on a show, the John Davidson talk show. You know, it was like Johnny Carson and those kind of shows, but only it was in the daytime. Uh-huh. And when they broke for lunch, I sat next to the drummer. And the drummer started to tell me how he rescued dogs. And I said, gee, I did that too, and on cats. And so he said he had a great idea for a dog food. It was his idea. He said to make a holistic dog food. No byproducts, no corn, no soy, no white rice. I said, gee, that sounds like a good idea. I play tennis with a woman veterinarian. I'll mention it to her in the morning. So I mentioned it to her the next morning, and her eyes lit up. She said, that's a wonderful idea. I could make a very good formula. And she did, and we put it on the market, and now it's going through the roof. It's really good. So I owe it to the Joey Herrick, the drummer, and the, the woman veterinarian. Mm-hmm. Well, now, it's, uh, it, it seems like... Did you say Joey Harrington drummer? He was the drummer. He was the yeah, drummer? Was Johnny Carson, well, now Joe, isn't he? Johnny Davidson Joe. And now he does all your PR, too. Yep. Well, very good. The I, only thing I want to clear up, 
is I'm getting a lot of complaints. We have that hobo chili. Yes. Uh-huh. People are calling up thinking that we kill hobos to make the No, chili. no, no, no. That's, that's not true. What's hobos inside the hobo chili? Yeah, the hobos were already dead, you say? Yes. Okay. So don't get worried. <laughs> well, that's what we like to hear. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm about to try the, the dumplings here. Uh, now, when you f- first decided to do this, did you have a dog? Did you say, okay, this will be good for my dog at least? Uh, or was well, it just m- money-driven at that time? That's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do, do you personally taste test all the flavors before they go out? Well, no, I, to be honest... I don't. I don't eat them until they're already out. Uh-huh. Uh, but if they're not good, I would say it's not good. But when you're going to eat it now, you must. You, I hope it's heated up a little. Oh really? Oh well, then hold on a second. How long should we put it in the microwave? Well, just about a minute, one minute. Can you go put that in the microwave? Okay. okay the intern's putting this in the microwave. No, you, you don't have to heat up the dogs, but I think for humans it should be heated a little. Just It'll a little. It'll taste better. Okay. Is that okay? Well, now, the food's been out for a while, not this particular taste, this flavor here, but the food's been out for a while. Why is it all of a sudden now just picking up? Is it is it because you're going on TV and trying it everywhere? I guess so. Yeah, probably. Now, you know, we're coming out with the spaghetti and meatballs. Really? On January 1st for Italian dogs. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> I think they'll appreciate that. Well, this is good because my dog uh, right now likes the spaghetti and meatballs off the table. We could actually give Oh, them the- you'll love this. Oh, that's right. And you say Italian dogs. Italian dogs, preferably, but the ones that are on Italian will like it, too, if you, you know. For those of you just joining us, we're with uh, Dick Van Patten. Uh, trying, I'm actually trying, this is the second time I've tried his food, the Natural Balance Pet Food. He has a, a new flavor, a southern-style dumplings with gravy, and I've just heated it up a little bit at his, at his suggestion uh, to give it a try. <laughs> and uh, you're always so nervous when I try it. I loved it last time. I don't understand why you're so nervous. <laughs> Here it goes. Oh, gosh, I'm there. I hope it's okay. Is it's, it good? It's very good. You might start it, looking for a water hydrant now. Water? <laughs> I, no, it's very good. I like this. It is good. Yeah, it is tasty. I'm you know convinced. what? Tonight, tonight I'm on the Jimmy Kimmel Show. The Jimmy Kimmel Show? Yeah, I'm on that tonight. What are you going to be talking about? I don't know. They just called me yesterday and they said they would pick me up today and I'd be on the show. I have no idea what they're going to talk about. You should find out ahead of time. Yeah, I guess so, but I didn't. <laughs> wow, well, I hope I it's don't good. even know who the other guests are. Do you know who Jimmy Kimmel is? Oh, yes, I okay. know him. And his uh, girlfriend. One hand went up in the studio just now. <laughs> okay. You'll have fun. I'm sure you'll have fun. Are, are you going to be doing any TV soon? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I don't have anything coming up at the moment except this thing tonight. Okay. Well, we'll look for you. Well, uh, this is very good. We like the new flavor, the Southern-style dumplings with gravy. Uh, I, If I uh, want to share it with my dog, the dog uh, looks at me and goes, Hey, we can we can share these foods here. Oh, they they nice. like that. It's a bonding thing. You've what really kind of a dog bond. do you have? Hmm? Four. Kind? Four dog. What? I'm sorry. My mouth is full with the food. Oh, oh I'm sorry. We can't he talk while I'm eating. He hasn't had lunch yet. <laughs> Dick, we appreciate you spending time with us. We can get this at any uh, any good, fine pet store, right? You can get it at all the independent pet stores and all the pet stores across the country. Very good. And look for him tonight on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. What is it, uh, CBS? Is it CBS? No, I think it's ABC. ABC. Yeah. One of those. You're awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the radio with us again. Oh, uh, thank you very much. I wanted to say one thing. Yes. 
I, you know, I traveled around as an actor in all the cities, and then when I get to a city, I go to the zoos. And one of the most underrated zoos in the country is the Columbus Zoo. The Columbus and Zoo? We're, we're feeding them now in Columbus, Ohio, and we also feed the Philadelphia Zoo. We feed the lions and tigers. They use our food. Really? Yeah. But I was very especially excited about the Columbus Zoo, because that was always one of my favorites. It's a, it, you don't hear much about it, but it's a wonderful zoo. Now, which, which flavor do the lions eat there? They eat... The lions eat the meat, raw meat. The lions and tigers and birds of prey. And we feed it all the zoos in the country. You are so awesome. You are so awesome. Uh, thanks. Do you, do you have any pets at home right now? Do I you... just have three cats. I've outlived my dogs. <laughs> but I have three cats. And my sons, I have a lot of sons. And they live next door. And they have dogs. They're almost like my own dogs. Yes. Uh, and they, they're very lucky to get all this good food from the... From the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, their dogs like it. We'll talk to you later. Thanks so much. And remember, you're welcome on the air here at Animal Radio anytime. And when the new food comes out, we hope to hear from you again. Uh, that's very nice. I appreciate it very much. You have a wonderful show. Hold on one second, will you? Uh, thanks. Don't go anywhere, okay? All right. I'm, I'm just going to put you on hold here. Don't go anywhere, okay? I won't. Well, hold on a second. There you go. Dick Van Patten joining us. Now, coming up next, we're talking to a guy who wrote a book about the, this movie that's just getting, what's all the rave, <laughs> Snakes on a Plane with Samuel Jackson. Have you heard about this? Yes, I have. And it's just amazing what the internet can do to help promote movies now. And they used about 400 snakes to make this movie. We're going to find out. All the details coming up next right here on Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by PetMate. When transporting your pet kennel size is critical to your pet's safety, the new PetMate Very Kennel Ultra is available in a wide variety of colors, sizes, and meets airline requirements. Visit them at www.petmate.com. We'll be back with more Animal Radio. Oh, looks like you caught me peeking in your bathroom closet. Hi, I'm Be Humane, star of Be Humane Goes Shopping. Perhaps you've heard of me. You've got a lot of stuff that was tested on animals. Shampoo, cleaner, mascara. Did you know that some of these companies still test their products on animals? Throw this stuff out. You see, you have a choice when buying your household and cosmetic products. You can make a difference for animals by only buying cruelty-free products. What? How do you know these products are cruelty-free? Request a free compassionate shopping guide from AAVS. To know which companies are cruelty-free, just call 1-800-SAY-AAVS or visit www.aavs.org and look for my movie, Be Humane, Go Shopping. Don't forget, 1-800-SAY-AAVS or visit www.aavs.org. Well, you've heard us talking about Get Serious, the pet stain odor and pheromone extractor for several months now, and how easily it removes carpet stains left from cat vomit. Now I want to talk to you about a problem dog owners face. It's called remarking. If your dog remarks, you might have thought about banishing him from the house or worse, taking him to the shelter. You use other cleaners, but your dog keeps going back to the same spot. Don't blame your pet because you used a product that didn't get the job done. End the problem with Get Serious. Pheromones, there's something you can't smell. They draw them back to the same spot. Get Serious is the only product that totally extracts the pheromone so your pets won't be attracted back to Remark. Get Serious is recommended by rescue groups and veterinarians. And Get Serious keeps pets in homes and out of shelters. You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in fine pet stores all over. Visit their website at GetSeriousProducts.com. Again, that's GetSeriousProducts.com. 
This is Animal Radio Network. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. Just a couple of seconds, entertainment reporter David Walton. Boy, I guess, was it the Colbert Report we saw him on? Yes, he was just on there. He's just everywhere. He's on every TV show. I really admire people that can get get that kind of attention. <laughs> Animal Radio brought to you by Biospot, premium flea and tick control products for dogs and cats. Biospot is a great value at about one-third the cost of leading veterinarian brands. Biospot, available at your local pet store or visit www.biospot.com. Hi, David. Hello. Hello. Hey, hi. David Walton joining us, entertainer, reporter, and uh, man about TV. Uh, seen you all over lately. <laughs> God, you get a lot of uh, a lot of TV time, but uh, not as much as snakes on a plane. What is going on? So much that you've actually been able to uh, write and compile a uh, beautiful book, which I keep right next to. Uh, well, I won't tell you that. That's, uh, reading. Reading time, reading five ten. Yeah, my library. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> How you doing, David? I'm good. How you guys doing? Good. Where are we calling you? Uh, I'm in Los Angeles at Hollywood, actually. Of course, uh, the the proper place for you to be. Snakes on the Plane, of course, with Samuel Jackson just got released. But before uh, it was released, uh, there was quite a lot of hype, mostly online. I'm wondering if you could tell our listeners all about it. Well, what happened basically was the, the movie idea had been tooling around Hollywood since. I actually, as early as 1999, uh-huh. uh, it was finally picked up in 2004 by New Line Cinema. They hired Samuel L. Jackson to to play the hero in the movie. They shot the movie in the summer of of, of 2005, early summer. And what happened was, what really got the thing going was when New Line, for a time, it actually physically changed the title of the movie. Uh-huh. From Snakes on a Plane to Pacific Air 121, I guess on a premise that Snakes on a Plane was such a ridiculous title. <laughs> yeah, didn't and, didn't and the, Samuel Jackson have a little uproar over that? Yeah, that, that's what happened. He he, you know, he he took the movie primarily on the title alone, and when they <laughs> changed it, he really went public and said, "No, they're going to change that back because I signed to do a movie called Snakes on a Plane, and uh-huh. that's what's going to be." And that's really what what got it got a lot of attention in the in the media in general. And then fans just picked up on this idea that this A-list Oscar nominee would fight for such a ridiculous title. Sure. And, and just took the title, and which is all anybody pretty much knew at that point, and rode with it. And in terms of whether it was just a straight, you know, take on, on that or, or their own parodies based on the title. And the internet was just flooded with all of these different websites and, and fake movies and and songs and, and, and illustrations of this, that, and the other. Is it all and, that PR that uh, New Line said ultimately that they'd change the title back? Why did they Why did they do that? Why did they change the title back? Yes. I think Samuel Jackson told him to, basically. I think that... If he told you to do something, you, you would do, do it. it. You do it, yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we understand. But, but you know, and, and, and I don't think New Line did it as a publicity stunt to change the title to, to one thing, to change it back to where it was. I really don't think they saw any of this of this stuff coming. Yeah. And, and I think their marketing of the movie kind of reflected what was going on online, which basically meant they didn't really start to do anything until much very late in the game because they didn't have to in their eyes. This is a perfect storm of a movie. I mean, it's silly enough 
in terms of the title, in terms of the, of the, of the plot line. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing about changing the title and, the, and Samuel Jackson's reaction to that. I, I, and the fact that it was organic, the fact that New Line had virtually no major, you know, sway in what was going on. Sure. Uh, I can see a, a, a studio trying to manufacture this kind of stuff, but I don't right. think it would work. I think that it would actually backfire. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, because a lot of people involved with this, at least the ones I spoke to, liked the fact that it was organic. I liked the fact there was no corporate inter- interference, at least overtly, from the studio in terms of perpetuating it or even creating it. So, no, I don't think we're going to see a sea change. I think we may see maybe a, a little more listening to uh, what fans say, and uh, maybe more importantly, a little less, we're going to see your butt if you, if you, if you do this. Uh, reaction, but mm-hmm. no, I don't think we're going to see any major sh- uh, shift in how movies are marketed in the future. Did you hear about this? Uh, I guess uh, one of the one of the theaters, I forget which city it was. Uh, someone went in. And let oh, it was let, Arizona. Let, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Arizona. Let a bunch of snakes go in the theater, huh? <laughs> They're actually saying that was a bit of a hoax now. Yeah, really. A, 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 I don't think they watered it on his own. That he just got into the doorway of okay. one of the theaters in, in, in Phoenix. But it was a good story for a while. I mean, if, if, if you have movies with rappers and you always have a shooting of one, then why not? Yeah. I was expecting that, actually. So to bring a snake into a screening of this movie just, you know, for kicks. Uh-huh. Well, I hope no snakes were harmed during the filming of Snakes on a Plane. No, 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 no. I spoke, I spoke to the wrangler, uh, Jules Sylvester, who's like most animal wranglers, uh, uh-huh. nuts. And he was in charge of transporting the 400 and some snakes to Canada for the yeah. shooting, and he was very adamant and very careful on the set that, you know, that no, none of the snakes were stomped on or, or, or injured. Uh, Samuel Jackson didn't work with any real snakes at all because of the nature of his role, in fact. Oh, uh-huh. did, did, was that a personal request? Uh, actually, well, I think it was, it was a request from his, from his people, not so much for him, but his, you know, his agents didn't want any, any snake bites on the set, obviously. But also, you know, he's, he's tasering snakes and... and it just wouldn't be safe for the snakes as much as, as well as safe for him to be around them, you know, for real. So that's uh-huh. where you get the the CGI and the, and, the, and the rubber snakes and the animatronics and that kind of thing. Sure. Yes. But but no all, no snakes were harmed. As a matter of fact, I think I recall Jules saying on, a, on one of the shows he was on, because he got a lot of press on this too, uh-huh. that uh, when they were over, there were about, there were about 700 snakes. So wow. they were fruitful and multiplied, you know, just like, <laughs> just like human actors. They... Except yeah. they weren't SAG or AFTRA. They probably weren't making uh, making basic scale. scale. Oh, excuse the pun. Yeah. <laughs> scale. He's got a, a, a frozen a frozen mouse a week for their, their payment. <laughs> okay, on your book, which is about 100 pages here, we're running out of time, so I want to really plug the book here. It's, it's, it is a great, colorful little book, which covers every aspect. I'll, you even end the book with... Uh, uh, the, the uh, airlines policies on snakes. Yeah, that was a blogger who, you know, one of a few people who wanted to stay anonymous who, who was in my book, but I had to use him anyway. He actually took the time to call most of the major airlines to ask them about their, their, their snakes on a play policy, basically. Uh-huh. And found that, for the most part, you know, well, uh, uh, pretty much across the board, actually, they kind of frowned upon people bringing, you know, actual snakes onto the plane, sure. you know, to for transport you, know, they're, they're, you, you actually have to you know even sitting them in the cargo hold there are specific guidelines you have to follow sure. for that but you know and, and, but he, would, he loved the response I guess the best response was from I think it was Continental Airlines who actually referred him to their animal desk an idea that any airline would have an animal an actual physical animal <laughs> desk for these type of inquiries because you know people bring their little you know, uh, small, Fido uh, and fluffy, sure, yeah, yeah. fluffy and, and foo foo on the uh, <laughs> with in the little carrier thing, uh-huh. but mistakes uh, not so much. Yes.
Well, the book, of course, is called Snakes on a Plane, the Guide to the Internet Sensation. Very David, good. Very good. David <laughs> Walden joining us on Animal Radio. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, I'm Victoria Jackson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. Well, it was about a year ago that Katrina came by and blew apart the southern part of our country. It affected a lot of the animals. And uh, we'll be touching base, finding out where they are now a year after in just a couple of minutes. Animal Radio brought to you by the American Anti-Vivisection Society. Your common everyday purchases can make a difference for the animals. They can, they can. And get your free compassionate shopping guide by calling the American Anti-Vivisection Society at 1-800-SAY-AAVS. That's one 800 S-A-A-A-V-S. That's so easy to remember. I like just saying it over and over. Say 1-800-A-A-V-S. Well, as many of you know, we originate from Kanab, Utah. Very beautiful place in uh, about three and a half hours north uh, west, uh, excuse me, northeast of Las Vegas, right in the center of the Grand Canyon area and the uh, Bryce Canyon. Very pretty part of our country. But according to actress Joan Van Ark, very boring. <laughs> As you heard her say just earlier. But here's the deal. It's 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 kind of an animal area because Best Friends Animal Society is here, and I had a chance to work there. When I worked there, I worked with a gentleman by the name of Troy Snow, and he's the photographer there at Best Friends. And every sanctuary, every shelter, every organization that rests rescues and adopts animals needs a photographer because this is the way they touch the humans this is the way they get the money they they basically if you'll i guess this is pretty correct you'll tell me if this is right or wrong you're bringing the the face of the animals to the people that can't be here to see it is that right that's pretty much what i do yes i try to look into the animal's eyes see a part of his personality and show that to the people so that they'll yeah. Hopefully adopt an animal. Fall Hopefully in adopt. love. Just look that's... into those eyes, and that's all you have to do. So you're like the eyes of the animals here at uh, Best Friends Animal Sanctuary. Well, I, I guess you could say that. Yes. Very important part of the sanctuary. You had uh, the opportunity one year ago to head down to Katrina Way and uh, help uh, rescue a bunch of the animals that uh, needed rescuing. That was uh, uh, quite an event for you, huh? That was something else. I'll never forget that. What was that like? Well, uh it was like a bad movie. It, wow. it was. Uh, we're sitting in an, in a in the center of a city that's completely silent. Uh huh. No people. No cars. No birds. Um. It it was like a bad movie. It was it was hard to to take it all in. And you were traveling around on a boat uh, looking for animals that uh, seemed like they that their owners had left or what? Yeah. These these animals. A lot of the. What happened is a lot of the people, as they were evacuating, weren't allowed to bring their animals with them. Also, we had uh, a lot of people that just figured, well, we've been through this before. We'll give the dogs, the cats, a little bit extra food, a little mm-hmm. bit extra water. You know, we'll do our evacuation. We'll come right back. And, of course, that didn't happen. You, uh, of course, uh, how long did you spend down there, first of all? I was down there about two weeks. Wow. And uh, two weeks of no showers, I imagine. <laughs> uh, we did. I managed to squeeze in a couple of showers, but I was smelling pretty ripe. How many organizations were there? Would you say accompanying you? Um, you know, that's I don't know. It's it's impossible for me to know. It, the The response down there, the support was overwhelming. I, I was almost overtaken every day when I'd wake up, and through the night, 
another 50 people, another couple of organizations had showed up to help, shown up to help. You hear so many reports on the government or the military not allowing the rescuers into certain areas. Did you find this to be a problem? Were you ever stopped? Uh, we were not stopped. However, we did have to carefully word what we were doing. We, we, we kind of... What do you mean by that? Carefully well, we, we, we kind of told them we were going down to help this animal shelter that we were we were their connection to the outside world we were taking supplies in to the uh the jefferson parish why why wouldn't they why did you have to come up with uh uh i don't want to say an alibi but another reason everything was so confusing i think they were just trying to keep people out of the way they Mm -hmm. didn't you know a lot of people meant well wanted to go down there and do what they could um i think from their standpoint they were just trying to control what went in uh-huh. Um, to, to to make it, you know, because it, it was a dangerous situation down there. Um, we, however, had another plan because we knew those animals were out there on the water and, and couldn't wait. So we we told them we were taking supplies to the Jefferson Parish, and they allowed us through the line. Sure. And then, of course, we would go right to the water and start rescuing animals. And where would you take the animals from there? Uh, from there, we'd go back to the St. Francis shelter. It was about an hour and a half, two hours north. Wow. And this is all by boat? Uh, I'm sorry. No, we would go down to the water's edge. What we were actually doing is using freeway off-ramps okay. for boat ramps. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, literally. <laughs> um, uh, the Elysian Fields off-ramp that we were that we had first started at had a couple of human bodies laying there. Mm. And we were putting a John boat into the water and then paddling out into the neighborhood and, mm. and getting as many dogs as we could fit in there. Mm-hmm. Coming on back... Uh, and then going out for more. When we had our fill, we would head back to the Jefferson Parish, who, of course, was getting swamped with animals. Sure. Everybody taking animals to the shelter. I found this. I found that. I've got to surrender this. And then we would take whatever we could, whatever we could still fit into the truck, we would grab from Jefferson Parish and take that as well to make room so that Jefferson Parish could receive the next rush the next day. How many animals would you say you uh, personally were involved with rescuing? It's at the <clears throat> point... When I left September 12th, I believe the number was up to about 700. And that's not me personally. I mean, that's the group that was there Mm -hmm. the two weeks I was there. We were up to about 700 dogs. You were lucky enough to take your camera with you and document this whole thing and actually put it together in a book which has just come out on the anniversary, Not Left Behind, Rescuing the Pets of New Orleans, pictures of this whole event. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the book. The book is a collection of images I took while I was down there. I knew this was going to be history and very and and very important that it was recorded. I want I I just absolutely wanted to record everything I saw down there. Um, since coming back, the response to the photos was was so strong that well, they're very moving photos. There, thank, uh, there's no one that could look at these photos in this and not get emotionally torn. Well, thank you. I. I I've seen these photos a thousand times, and I can easily still get caught up emotionally just by telling the stories behind them. Um, I, I was going to say, in particular, I noticed uh, one picture in there where you were sitting on a boat and a dog is swimming to you. Can you tell us a little bit about that picture, what was behind it? Yes, we were, we were rowing through the neighborhood. Uh-huh. Uh, we came to a cross street, and we looked halfway down the block and noticed a couple of pit bulls. We couldn't quite tell what they were standing on. They mm-hmm. were just standing over the surface of the water. 
the brown pit bull jumped in the water and started swimming straight towards us. And uh, uh oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Frightened. <huh? clears throat> I'm I'm more of I love animals. I'm more of a camera guy. I'm not a dog expert, <laughs> you know. So of course I started hearing voices in my head. You know, this this dog's jaws will lock onto you, and there's no way to you know. I I just didn't know. I this dog was he had a wild look in his eye. He was uh-huh. surely desperate. He was swimming right to the boat, and sure enough, he, he swam right to me. And what did you do? I I set my camera down, and I thought I I can't not do this, so I, right. I just had to reach down and grab him. I, I pulled this dog in, and you know, to my he he just tried to curl up inside me. Literally, wow. he just sucked up tight to my chest, and his tail started beating and banging against the side of the boat. It was uh-huh. just loud. And he was just the sweetest little lover boy you could ever imagine. Um, then we then continued on and got his partner, and that's when we realized these two dogs had been standing on the roof of a car uh-huh. for uh, weeks. Wow! At this point, we were about the eight, seven to eight day after the hurricane point. Wow. Yes. Tyler Town. There's a picture of Tyler Town inside the book, and. Uh, I imagine that's a sort of a headquarters, a ground zero where everybody uh, got together and sort of uh, explain what the, what's in the photo that's in here. And I'll hold the photo up to the microphone so that you at home can, <laughs> yeah. can well, see this. Tyler Town is a, a sanctuary up in Mississippi. Yeah. They let us be their staging ground. Great. Um, this, when it started out, was a couple of buildings and a bunch of green grass and within days just became this this camp of refugees of people sacrif- you know just completely giving up their lives all and animal lovers absolutely i mean you, you i see a lot of strife i see a lot of sadness in the eyes about where there were unions or anything that uh absolutely made it all worthwhile absolutely uh, my favorite photo is towards the back of the book it's this dog named goldie and we're going to give away some of these in just a, just a few minutes. Some of these books. This is uh, this is Goldie. Mm-hmm. And Goldie's Gold. owner had been separated from Goldie, uh, and wound up being transferred around to different shelters for humans. And every time she got transferred to another shelter, mm-hmm. she felt she was getting that much further sure. from mm-hmm. her dog. Mm-hmm. Um, she heard about Tyler Town. She came up there. When these two saw each other, there was no doubt that they belonged to each other. <laughs> it was like a movie, you know, uh-huh. slow motion run together. Recognition. And as you can see in the picture, they're just, she's just squishing his lips and squeezing uh-huh. him. And this lady said that she lost everything she owned. She lost her house, everything. All she cared about was baby. And so in her mind, she didn't lose anything. So what was your role? Was it hard to define? Were you a photographer or were you a dog rescuer? Was it, how did that work together? Uh, I was ab- absolutely there to support Jeff and Ethan uh-huh. um, and, and rescue the dogs. Um, were there times you actually had to remember to take pictures? You would get so involved? There were actually, yes. In uh-huh. fact, the dog swimming. I When I saw the reflection of the dog in the water and, and I I said, pardon me, guys, and I grabbed my, I opened the bag, <laughs> grabbed the camera, did some shots, and put it back. Uh-huh. But once we had one or two dogs in the boat, it then became more important to help keep the dogs separated uh-huh. as we went to get the next dog, and I would then put my camera down. Yeah, there, 
this the the book here the photos are just a small part of what actually happened every day now these animals did they fight with each other while you were rescuing them on the boat or were they just so traumatized and happy to be there that everybody was very quiet and calm overall it was very quiet and calm everybody was you know just appreciating the attention they were getting at the time uh-huh. it's a great book it's a great way to to remember this tragedy especially if you're if you're in the animal welfare industry or just just love animals a lot and you can get the book from the best friends animal society from their website is that correct that's correct at, at www.bestfriends.org there's a link to this book right off the home page and the proceeds of this book go to the best friends rescue fund which uh-huh. will fund any future operations like this. And they, they funded uh, a good amount of this past operation too. Huh? Absolutely. Them and the volunteers. I mean, the volunteers, the, the, the members and the people that donated money, it, it was again, unbelievable. The money just came pouring in. Oh, such a good feeling. And, and if you want to help out, the book is called Not Left Behind. You'll help out by, uh, well, it benefits Best Friends Animal Society. Plus, you'll get a great book with some awesome pictures of what happened to Katrina from uh, Troy Snow, who's best friend's uh, key photographer. Get it now before he becomes too famous and you won't be able to afford his book. And you've signed this one here. I'm yes, going to put it in the a, Animal Radio we Library. We have an autographed one. We have 10 copies to give away. Is that correct? Yes, we do. one 405 8405 If you're not lucky enough to get through, please visit the Best Friends website. Also, they have an address that if you don't have an internet connection, you, you can actually uh, send a, a check to, I believe, and we'll post that at animalradio.com. Troy, thanks so much for visiting with us today. In studio. I love it when the guests are in studio. <laughs> hey, Hal, thank you so much. And Judy, thanks for letting me come in here and, and getting this. You're welcome anytime you want. Yes, thank you. Not Left Behind, Rescuing the Pets of New Orleans. Look for it at uh, the Best Friends website or at a store near you. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Scoop Free is the first litter box you can leave alone for weeks at a time with no scooping, cleaning, or refilling. Scoop Free is a revolution in automatic litter boxes. Its disposable throwaway trays are filled with fresh step crystal litter that provide unbeatable odor control and are so convenient. After about 30 days per cat, just replace a disposable litter tray and that's it. Just load it, leave it, and love it. Available at select pet stores and at scoopfree.com. The Veterinary Minute is brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. Made from whole kernel corn, World's Best Cat Litter has superior odor control without the use of perfumes and scents and is clumpable and scoopable. It is also truly septic safe and flushable. Ask your grocer or pet supply store for World's Best Cat Litter. A national survey reveals that losing a pet can be more traumatic than losing your job. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting. A new national survey reveals that more than 4 in 5, or 85%, of dog and cat owners would consider losing their pet to be extremely or very traumatic. And interestingly, more than 3 in 5 consider pet loss more traumatic than events such as getting in a car accident, breaking a bone, or losing a job. Yet, surprisingly, just 14% of dog and cat owners have microchipped their pets to help ensure their recovery if the pet goes lost or missing. Microchipping is a safe, simple, and permanent form of pet identification that provides pet owners and their pets with the best chance of being reunited. According to the survey, only one-third of all dog and cat owners are familiar with the process of microchipping. However, 
of those pet owners who had their dog or cat microchipped, nearly 9 in 10, or 86%, now feel more secure about their dog or cat's safety. In the wake of last year's record-setting hurricane season, 45% of dog or cat owners surveyed said they're very concerned about the safety of their pet. However, only 28% took action. Of those who took action to make their pet safer, 16% chose to microchip their pet. Microchipping is a simple procedure that is done without anesthesia and produces no more discomfort to the pet than a routine vaccination. The microchip is about the size of a grain of rice and it is easily injected by a veterinarian under the skin near the shoulder blades of your pet. To see our story on foolproof identification, go to myvnn.com. Reporting for the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys on Animal Radio. Your cat deserves world's best cat litter. A new breed of cat litter with a level of performance that makes it worthy of the name world's best. Made from whole kernel corn, it binds odors naturally, resulting in superior odor control without the use of perfumes. It is truly flushable, clumpable, scoopable, biodegradable, and septic safe. You just scoop it and flush it. It's ideal for use in self-cleaning litter boxes. It is also veterinarian recommended and safe for kittens of all ages. Ask for world's best cat litter at your grocery store, PetSmart, Petco, and anywhere fine pet supplies are sold. You probably have no idea what it's like to be a hot, hairy dog with itchy skin. Thank dog there's relief. Pet Solution RX, I'll always be loyal to you. Instant relief for sensitive skin problems, hot spots, mange, insect bites, and more. 100% natural Pet Solution RX at EarthsBalance.com. Visit EarthsBalance.com for my sake. Whoa. Another fine product from the makers of Dog on It and Gee Whiz. Hi, Margaret Jenkins, and I breed and train dogs for people who are sight impaired. Our owners rely on our dogs, and I rely on Biospot. These dogs, they help guide their owners through everyday life so they don't have time to scratch because of fleas and ticks. In the 20 years I've been doing this, I have tried a lot of products. And I found that Biospot is as effective as what I used to get at my vet. But it's available at my local pet store. And it's guaranteed to work. Biospot is simple, providing many breeds of dogs and cats with relief without constant applications. Biospot is really effective. One application keeps pets free of fleas and ticks and even mosquitoes for up to four weeks and it kills flea eggs and larvae for up to four months biospot is also a great value it's about a third the cost of leading veterinarian brands and it's guaranteed to work with all sizes and breeds of dogs and cats or your money back these dogs have to be at their best so i rely on the best biospot go to biospot.com today it's the choice of professionals Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. And don't forget to visit AnimalRadio.com. Hit the little pink scoop-free litter box. <laughs> it's that easy. And enter the funniest name uh, to win a scoop-free automatic litter. All the details there, plus the summer giveaway. Completely different contest. Lots of prizes there. That's all at AnimalRadio.com, and you can enter that by sending us your empty inkjet cartridges. And yeah, i got to do that by the 30th of the month. Hi, who's this? Hi, my name is Nancy. Hi, Nancy. How you doing? I'm doing great today. Very good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from South Lake Tahoe, California. Oh, such a beautiful place. We, we got a chance to go up there a couple times. Yeah. And do a couple of live broadcasts. Uh, so, what can we do for you today? Well, 
I am calling in for my jumping beans. I'm so excited. Oh, yes. We, we have all these jumping beans. Now, they get a little noisy here. We had to actually move them out of the studio into another room because they were driving me crazy. I'll yes. tell you that right now. I must warn you, they are very noisy, but your animals will love them. I don't have any pets, but I, I'm kind of excited about hearing about them because when I was a kid... My mom got some for me, and I've never heard about them since. I never even knew that they were alive until as of late. So you'll get these, and perhaps, uh, what is it, March, they might turn into... Uh, Around February or March, I think they might they hatch into a moth. And you so you just, mean they'll jump until March? They'll jump until March. They'll start slowing down around January or February just before they get ready to come out as moths. And you don't... They're, they're going to make a great pet for you. Since you don't have any pets, this will be great. Because you don't have to walk them or feed them. All you have to do is just spritz them about once a week with water. And then the next That's the kind of pet I like. Yeah, let us know what you name them, okay? I will. Okay. Hold on a second, Nancy. Pet Solution RX, a revolutionary 100% natural first aid treatment for pets. Pet Solution RX is the miracle water that heals everything from hot spots to insect bites. Available at local pet stores or visit www.earthsbalance.com. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Have you heard of Palouse, Washington? I'm sure it's a wonderful place known for all sorts of great things, but to entomologists, it's known as the home of the giant Palouse earthworms, also known as Drillolirius americanus. Scientists had feared these yard-long crawlers had become extinct. There had only been four sightings since 1970 and no sightings since the 80s. So they were really excited when a University of Idaho student dug one up while studying regular earthworms. Besides being larger than other American worms, giant Palouse earthworms are albino pale and smell like a lily. Humphrey Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. That's all we have time for for this hour. Remember, there's lots more at AnimalRadio.com. If you get an animal this week... Please spay or neuter. If it's a cat... Don't declaw. And if you want a special breed... Go to a breed rescue. We'll see you next week right here on this fine station. For more Animal Radio... Bye-bye.